0: please dive in. Welcome to another edition of Uncivilized Unplugged. This is the live version of the Uncivilized podcast, where I get a guest in front of a live Zoom audience and, uh, and ask them a whole bunch of interesting questions. This week's guest is another genius. And again, I don't use that word lightly. Stefanos Sefandos is a brother of mine, a guy I met at Sacred Sons and immediately bonded with. And here I get to pick Steph's brain on relationship, on men's work, on trauma, on what's going on with the coronavirus, how guys who are home alone cannot end up using the entire time looking at porn. Just some incredible ways for people in relationship and out of relationship. To use this challenging period to their advantage. Again, I love Steph, great friend of mine. So glad he's on the on the earth. And I know you're gonna love this. Stefanos Sefandos. Enjoy. Welcome to Uncivilized Unplugged. My name is Trevor Bohm. I'm the host. For those of you who are listening at home, you don't have to do this, but for those of you who are with us live, let's start with just a couple quick breaths since we are recording in what is a very, very tumultuous time. Uh, this is being recorded March 24th during the coronavirus lockdown. So if you can, feet flat on the floor, close your eyes. If you haven't, maybe take a moment to your, silence your cell
1: phone and breathe. And see if you guys can locate that little
0: place inside of you Where the knowing lives, the knowing that you're going to be okay, that if there's a roof over your head, food in the fridge, clothes on your back, good people that you can reach out to, or any person that you can reach out to, that you are far ahead of most of the planet most of the time. And just sit
1: in that safe space. Sit
0: in the space that says there can be chaos all around me and I will be the fucking mountain. I will be the eye of the storm.
1: And just breathe there for a minute. Breathe in that knowing.
0: Let all of your concerns all of the anxieties, all of the questions about what's going to happen in an hour from now, a day from now, a week from now, a year from now, let all of that fall away.
1: And sit in the
0: practice of the single greatest skill any human can have, now more so than ever, And that's being present. Let's take one more deep breath together, blow it out. Begin to wiggle your fingers and toes. You can roll your shoulders back. Slowly begin to open your eyes. All right, we're going to knock out a little bit of business and then dive into this conversation. So I said, welcome to Uncivilized Unplugged. For those of you that are new to this, uh, because the world's falling apart and I'm allowed to say whatever I want, this is the number one live podcast in the entire galaxy. Uh, It was great stuff. Like I used to be able to say whatever I wanted anyway, but now I can actually say shit like, this is a Nobel Prize winning live podcast. Like I think I can literally say whatever I want. (laughs) Uh, My name is Trevor Bohm. I'm the founder of the Uncivilized Men's Movement and the author of the book, Man Uncivilized. And I need to uh, give a quick shout out to my sponsor, Cured Nutrition. And I only use, I only promote products here that I use myself. And I'll tell you a, a 60 second story about this company. It's a CBD company run by my buddy, brilliant guy who was on an earlier episode named Joe Sheehy. And he just had an all-company meeting and said to his guys, we have to cut about half of you. And they got together and everybody agreed to actually take salary cuts so that no one in the company would get let go of. And it's that kind of shit that makes me happy to promote them and to be a part of them and to, uh, to use their products. So you guys can find them at curednutrition.com forward slash uncivilized and use the code uncivilized for a quick discount. So what's the frame of Unplugged? Uh, the frame of it is I wanted to have it feel like you all get to watch a conversation with someone who I would love to have sitting on my couch. So this is super informal. Yet, the man you're all looking at, the man we have on as our guest, is a genius, is a, yeah. an absolute brilliant human in a number of, of domains. And so while the conversation's informal, please pay attention. Uh, The first time I met Steph, Steph, we were at Sacred Sons, um, and I, I think the first time I actually saw you was in the sweat lodge. And this may sound weird to anybody who hasn't done a lot of work, but when I saw you, I had the feeling that I've gotten just around a handful of men, which is, this is a powerful man. This is a man who can physically produce mayhem if he wants to. And yet this is someone who's also emanating this very deep sense of calm. It's calm wrapped in the potential for violence, for power, whatever you want to call it. And I was immediately drawn to you for that reason, Steph, because it is such a unique duality in men, right? And what it spoke to me was, this is a guy that's done the work. This isn't a guy that's talked about doing the work. This isn't a guy that's promoting doing the work, having not done the work. This is a guy who's done the work. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our guests tonight, Stefanos, Stefandos, and Steph, if you could, I know this is kind of a loaded way to intro you, but if you could tell us in your words, one, what are you building? And two, was there a moment in your life when you kind of woke up and especially as a man realized, oh shit, I have some changes I need to make?
2: Mm. Well, firstly, thank
0: you very much for
2: that that humbling introduction brother and I received that and the feeling was very mutual having met you and witnessing and just feeling your power as well I just appreciate having you in my life and as soon as this lockdown is has calmed down and really make some sincere efforts to to connect in the physical and maybe sit down on your couch and have that conversation spend some time in the mountains would be nice amen brother yeah there'll be there'll be for sure with a lot of the travel that's been cut in my schedule I've I seem to have freed up just a little bit which is (laughs) good. Really good. So, let me let me answer your question. So, the first question was, "What am I? What am I producing in the world, or what are you what am building? I, like, what, what am is I this thing that
0: you're bringing into the world that's uniquely you?"
2: Yeah, that for me unravels on a day to day basis, and I've been giving this a lot of thought around mission and purpose and, and vision for self and so forth. And Whilst I can sit here and articulate and say to you, you know, a big part of my mission is to be a voice for the voiceless and to help people transition from the known to the unknown or the unknown to the known rather. And, and by teaching, I'm learning twice. And I heard a Swami say that, one of my favorite Swamis, who's the, who's the head of the Vedanta Society in New York, actually. Um, he said that and I really resonated with that. And, you know, part of that mission as well is really bringing back a, a deeper balance to the way we as human beings interact with the earth. And that is through mm. masculine and feminine dichotomies or contrasted energy dynamics and, that's a big part of the vision and a big part of the mission is contributing to socioeconomic, cultural geopolitical change and informing that in the world and being a contributor to that. And I think of all that and I can articulate that really clearly.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then the other parts of me just say, oh, fuck, I mean, really? I'm going to impact 7.7 billion fucking people? Not Not that it's a self-worth thing. It's not. It's more of a how about I just focus on me and my immediate community? And so when I pull back from that lens and I look at myself, I think, I just want to show up in as much integrity as possible for the people that I get to be in contact with on a daily basis. And if I'm doing that and I'm being that man, I'm being that human being, then I'm living in mission, in purpose, on purpose, and so forth. And I can define very clearly integrity for me as well. Integrity for me is when my inner world matches my outer world, my outer world matches my inner world. So my thoughts, my feelings, my beliefs, my models of reality, there's a mirroring effect between my behaviors and my actions and my relationships outside. And when that's not an in integrity is to come back through self-compassion, through self-love and through not being a fucking animal to myself and, and having that, that ne- very negative, harsh self-talk. And coming back into okay, well, how can I get back in integ- integrity? And that I think is part of my mission. Is I mean, I think, brother, we you know we get to surround ourselves with really amazing people, and that's the, that's the line of work or service we've chosen. And in seeing that, I, I get to witness amazing people doing amazing things, and I also get to witness a great deal of imperfection. Mm. And I, I grew up, I grew up, and I'll come back to your second question in a moment. Sure, but I grew up. Yeah, You know, thinking I had to be perfect in order to be loved, in order to be worthy, in order to be good, in order to be enough. Mm -hmm. Most people, man, we just come back to very simple things. You know, we fear rejection, abandonment, and humiliation, and we think we're not enough and we think we're unworthy. Most issues and most conflicts and dramas and dilemmas can be pulled back to that even at a mass socioeconomic scale. You know what I mean? It's, It's interesting what the human psyche, how it permeates at a collective and individual level, right? For me, the turning point the biggest turning point was a number of years ago about uh, six years ago yeah six years ago it doesn 't feel like it 's that long, but it, it does it feels like millennia ago and it doesn 't I was in a relationship with a woman and she discovered that I was unfaithful in that relationship and it was really in extremes it was a lot sort of prostitution and womanizing and, and unfaithfulness and cheating and lying and dishonesty and all of these things that went with that and mm. We went through a process and journey to do our best to rekindle that relationship, which was very interesting and I think was, not a thing, I know it was a blessing for me because in real time, I got to make real changes with the person that we had a lot of tension and, and it wasn't like, oh, we broke up and in the next relationship I'll do this and I was able to bury that. I had to get very fucking uncomfortable every moment of every day for months on end because I chose to, because that woke up in me all of my old trauma that I experienced as a kid, all the abuse that I experienced, woke up in me shame, relentless shame. And I made a choice in that moment, in short, to deal with that and be, no matter what, mental asylum, suicide, crazy, doesn't matter. I'm going all in. And I'm not stopping until I go all in. And I had a foundation of resilience and toughness and upbringing conditioning I was very blessed to have experienced that that allowed me to go deeper and deeper and deeper without losing I did lose my mind but without losing my mind to the point where I couldn't function in society and I couldn't function as as me and so the option I gave myself was I'm going to get through this and I'm going to have something to grow from within myself and to teach others and I kept holding on to that every time I thought okay it's time to end my life every time I thought time to time to put the knife through my chest or through my stomach time to whatever, you know, you think of the modality of suicide, and so many of us have gone through that, particularly men, and and so every time I, I thought that and felt that, I kept coming back to that, that there's something else, I'm, I'm bigger than this, I don't want to do this, but there's something else here for me, and so mm-hmm. that was a big turning point in my life, that whole, and that was a long journey, that was the years, really, of of being in solitude, seeking help, doing the work, I went into, I abandoned my businesses, I went into massive debt, massive for me at the time, you know, yeah. um, lost a
0: lot and I had to, I had to relinquish and and shed a lot. I have so many questions. Thank you for sharing that. So many guys, Steph, so many, you know this, I know this, they, they either get to that rock bottom and immediately go back through the path Mm. that they came Mm. as opposed to, or immediately start numbing and dissociating from it. What do you think about your, was it your makeup? Was it about divine intervention? Was it about, seeing something that you just had a glimpse of that made you actually want to take a step forward into let's call it the light or into even the shadow mm. even though that was going to be a much harder road than going back the path that you came or just being like fuck mm. it I'll just drink smoke and fuck my way until mm. this stops hurting mm. why do you think you made that shift and if if guys listening are facing the same thing what can they look for so that they can start to make the same shift as well
2: yeah it's it's a it's a fucking great question and it's it's a really challenging one because I think from it's not challenging but it is because it's so personal it was an accumulation of my history my upbringing my conditioning my revelations wow. all the experiences i had the interpretations of those experiences essentially brother i just i'd had i'd, I'd just been i'd hit rock bottom i had my balls and my face dragged across rock bottom <laughs> multiple times and i just i just thought Uh, I suppose that's fucking enough now. Like it's not, (laughs) no, I was talking this big talk. I was promoting all these things, this philosophical um, narrative and rhetoric out in the world, Mm. but I wasn't living that. I was way out of integrity and I didn't feel good. And when it all came to life, when it all came to the obviousness of that and the shame I had to deal with, I just knew intrinsically that I can't go back to that old life. Mm -hmm. and I knew I had to do something different because doing what I'd always done would get me more of what I had, and I didn't want that anymore. Mm -hmm. And so we get to these stages as human beings. We go through these rites of passage, Mm -hmm. right? And not really ha- having gone through healthy rites of passage myself, as men, we particularly men, will, will create extreme rites of passage because it's a proving right. thing. We need to prove to ourselves and to the world and to the, the, abandoned, the, the father that abandoned us or the father figure that abandoned us that we're worthy. And so we create these fucking swings of extremes. And I just did that in different ways, you know, whether it was through exercise and through uh, – I was seeking validation and approval through working, through accumulating money, through women – Whatever it was, wow. um, but it was all empty, and and I just I just couldn't be with that emptiness anymore. And so, I decided to experiment walking my talk, mm. and, and and to stop being out of integrity. I we was so far out of it, and it was a risk. And I also thought to myself, literally, the conversation was: like, if this is really that bad and it's really that hard, I'll go back to what I was doing mm-hmm. and just whatever, ruin my life, or mm. you know, seek short-term, immediate gratification, and I'll be sweet, right. or if it gets really hard, I can be a little more resilient than I have been. Continue to seek support because we're relational beings and we need that. Mm-hmm. And keep delving deeper into my own inner power because I had so many experiences of powerful situations that I experienced in my life. Like, for example, I, I had so many competitions that I entered in you know in different sporting arenas where I've been through a lot of physical pain yeah of different emotional things that I experienced the trauma and the physical abuse and the emotional abuse and the, the abuse I experienced as a child like i've got through that mm. got through the bullying I, got, I had all these experiences I kept reminding myself hey hold on i 've got some fortitude here like i've got all the all the stupid fights i've been in you know on, on the street and all the stupid things i've done the the, the the criminal activity and all the times i've been tested and on the edge and all the things so well, i've got i've got some experiences of Having willpower why don 't I just apply it to an area of my life that actually mm. would bring me to a greater state of health instead of ruining my life slowly slowly? Yeah. I thought that was interesting okay well let me let me remind myself of that every time I want to give up mm. that was a, that was an interesting tool for me, simple, but
0: it was effective yeah beautiful. I really appreciate your honesty because I imagine a number of men Look at you, look at your marriage, look at your physicality, look at your position in the world and think, well, it must've been easy. Like (laughs) his life must be a fucking walk in the park. (laughs) Uh, So I really appreciate your honesty and all this. You've used some interesting, uh, interesting terms saying that we are relational beings as, and I know you, a lot of the work that you do in the world right now is in, is with relationship Mm. and a lot of your personal work has been through your own relationship with your, your partner. I'm really curious what, if you could name, what was the biggest challenge you see in relationship or you saw in relationship three weeks ago? And now that we've shifted and so many people are physically locked in a home with their partner, how do you see if that challenge has changed? So what was it three weeks ago and what is it now? Because I have a feeling, I'm just going to Prophesize here mm. that in a year there's going to be a lot of divorces, a lot of babies, and a lot of shitty writing is going to make its way into the world. So, <laughs> I would love for you to <laughs> chat about relationship with us. So, what was it three weeks ago? Has it changed? And if so, what is it now? Definitely. And so, whilst it's changed, it also hasn't changed. But very simply put, three weeks
2: ago, it was there's not enough connection in my relationship. My wife doesn't love me. My husband's not there for me. My partner's not there for me. Mm. We don't see each other enough. There's not enough connection. And now it's, I don't know what to do. There's mm. too, There's too, It's too intense. We're too close. There's too much connection. <laughs> there's, 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 I don't know what's going on. Uh, I can't believe I'm stuck at home. Uh, we're, all we're doing is arguing. There's so much friction mm. because we live in a world of cure. We live in a world of, oh, you got a headache? Let me, let me pop a pill, fix it. Mm. Oh, you don't like your partner? Ah, just split up with him. Just swipe. You're sweet. Yeah. Oh, you hate your job? Just leave it. Just leave it. Now, yeah. whilst you may have to break up with your partner, whilst you may need to leave your job, I'll get to that point in a moment, but we have so much choice that we're almost paralysed with what to do in, in, a, in an authentic way. Mm. And then now that we're, a lot of our choices have been removed. A lot of our quote unquote freedom has been removed, right? And we don't know what to do with us. Yeah. We don't know what to do in our relationships to, to be. And so when I'm saying we live in a cure-based society, it's like, oh, your, your bread is, takes too long to put in a pan and put it over the fire. Well, we have a toaster for you. Now, there's nothing wrong with technology. There's nothing wrong with creating efficiencies and effectiveness in our lives. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But we've become addicted to it. Mm. And so when we look at uh, a system like Ayurvedic medicine, which is an ancient Indian system. Right? We look at that and their, their whole premise for health and wellness and being human is grounded in prevention. How can you live your life in healthy routines, whether it's taking supplementation, herbs, not so much supplementation, herbs, food, lifestyle, activities, routine, whatever, so that you minimize the chances of getting sick or being in an undesirable physiological, mental, emotional, spiritual state. We don't live in that society in the Western world. And so when people are forced to be in an environment that they're not accustomed to, i.e., well, I'm, I'm accustomed to commuting and being at work 12, 14 hours a day and having this limited time with my partner, and now I'm basically working from home or I'm on, on, on at home with, with no pay or with pay or whatever, I don't know what to do and how to be because we don't talk about how do we want to deal with conflict. I never did. In my previous relationship, how do we deal with how can we how do we want to deal with tension how do we want to deal with difficult conversations in fact, do you want to have a difficult conversation mm. let's have a difficult conversation How do I want to be and show up there what's my safe word on my out if it gets too intense Well we don't have these conversations because they're too uncomfortable so we just wait and we shove it away and we suppress and we numb and we just wait and we wait until it happens and then we don't know how to fucking deal with it mm. and that's where we are as a society now it's like we're growing so fast as a society. And I'm not going to get too much on a tangent here, but we're, we have grown so fast as a society and now we've had a, a, we have an invisible threat. Think about this for a moment. Yeah. Something we can't visibly see with our fucking eyes has shut down the world. And by the way, and by the way we don't really know. Like the statistics being thrown out left, right and center. We can understand the basic premise of a virus, but in terms of how this virus works, we still really don't know. There's not enough credible, consistent information about it. With the whole world shut down, people are suffering, bro.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Everywhere. People are losing their livelihoods in order not to lose their lives. And so, in all this chaos and busyness of profit motivation and quarterly reports and shareholder satisfaction, I'm not, nothing wrong with it. But when anything is done in extremes, what happens? We have no prevention strategy. We have no sh- prevention strategy for something like this. Like sh- uh, the uh, Fukushima happened,
1: right.
2: no one was fucking prepared for it. How do you put a nuclear power plant on a fucking active piece of land that that can rupture at any time and not really be prepared for it? Like, think about that. <laughs> because we're seeing dollar signs, or we're seeing and again. I'm not blaming money. Money's beautiful. Yeah. This is our relationship to these things. And so when we come back to relationships. I hope I'm mm. making some connections and links here for everyone,
0: right? Keep going. This is beautiful. Yeah, this is brilliant. a
2: systemic, individual slash collective issue. Yeah. Okay. It's not, it's not, and, it, and it's not about wrong or right either. It's definitely, it's just a saying, well, hey, we've got, a, we've got a bit of an epidemic right now. We've got an issue. Whether the virus is legitimately affecting people or not, uh, which I believe it is, and I have a, a shit ton of compassion for people that, Uh, are being affected in a healthy way, in an unhealthy way, and 100%. And let's assume that actually that really is happening. People are really sick and dying and also people are just suffering and in the unknown, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's also having a massive socioeconomic effect on us, Mm -hmm. which is taking a toll on the individual, interpersonal, loving, intimate relationships we have with people Mm -hmm. because we're under pressure. People, individuals, you know, I learned an interesting interesting statistic today. 42% of I've got to clarify that actually. I shouldn't. mm, So I just thought of something. So this is a statistic, and I didn't clarify this. If it was forty-two percent of all breadwinners are women, Mm -hmm. like in other words, the the major um, income producer in the household are women, or if forty-two percent of working women are the the major income producer from the household. So I don't know the difference, but either way, it's really high. Yeah because there's 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 been a shift over the last, say, 50 years or 20 years, 30 years, right? But that's putting a lot of pressure. So this systemic socioeconomic thing is putting a lot of pressure on individuals, men, women, whatever, whoever that are primary um, breadwinners Mm -hmm. on, what do I do now? How do I protect my family? And people aren't having these conversations about if shit goes down. And so I wonder if as a community, as a global collective, government, corporate leadership, community leaders, us having these conversations, we can address the very acute response we need right now, not reaction because that's embedded in too much fear, but the acute response we need right now from a medical perspective, whilst also contemplating the gaps and holes in our systems, Mm -hmm. whilst also contemplating a new future model that can prepare for something like this at a far better level. And that that means systemic change. Mm -hmm. That means looking at our the current version of our Western capitalistic model, and this isn't about capitalism, communism, socialism, or any of that, or fascism, or any of that shit. It's just looking at the current system that we have and saying how effective actually is it? Because right. it's effective within a very small niche. Mm-hmm. But now look, this invisible thing that apparently is around, and I'm not being facetious when I say that, say I'm, being, I'm commenting on our ability to see things, right, is massively impacting us in a very painful, undesirable way. So there may be a lot of good that comes from this, "quote unquote" good. Definitely a lot of opportunity, but right now, a lot of people are hurting. We're all hurting in different ways, man. Mm-hmm. I don't like—I don't like being told I can't travel, or I can't go here, or I can't go there. Mm-hmm. I love my fucking freedom,
3: and—and
2: mm-hmm. and I'm assuming that if the majority of people here that are listening to this are probably from the US, the US is the epitome of fucking freedom in the modern world. Yeah. I don't think anyone likes being told, hey, you can't go to the fucking store. You should see what they're doing in Spain and Italy. I've got friends there that are showing me and telling me what's going on yeah. in terms of the enforcements. It's, yeah, it's wild. It's wild. Temporary, but it's fucking <clears throat> it is wild.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the, the beauty and the uniqueness of what we're dealing with is multi-systems at the same time are having their weaknesses exposed. Yeah. And that's hard. That's a lot of spinning plates that are hitting the floor at the same time right and yet perhaps that was the necessary you know there's i'm going to screw this the quote up there but there's a quote by young that if your soul's on not on the right path your psyche will come like burn your house down and it seems (laughs) seems, like we you know a number of us have had our house burnt down oh yeah oh yeah that's right and then found our quote calling unquote, unquote and it seems like that is what is happening here that all of the systems that had such a tiny degree of Mm. leeway before they went to Mm. shit, all got pushed really hard at the same time. Mm. Uh, I agree with you. There's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of relational opportunity. Mm. I I tell my clients and told them forever that every foundation, there's every crack in a foundation will be exposed either over time or through pressure, Mm. right? Whether that's a relationship, a financial model, a health model, Mm. one of the two. And yeah. right now we are all under pressure. Marriages are under yeah. pressure. Uh, yeah. Financial systems are under pressure. Our own stress responses are under mm-hmm. pressure. And so we're getting to see what are the weaknesses. Yeah. And I, yeah, hope, man. as you said, that uh, it's leading to an extraordinary amount of conversations, especially relationally, that weren't ha- had yesterday or weren't had yeah. like a week ago. Yeah. Uh, especially by you know you and I are in the male world uh, especially by and for men mm. which i would love to kind of transition into yeah one of my favorite moments of you i don't know if you remember this we were on the poolside at the sacred sons event having mm. i think i just got out of the water on the the ice dip yeah and all of a sudden you started talking and I had this intuition, it was like, grab your phone, start recording. This is fucking important." And I recorded you for about two minutes saying to men that guys, we, I, I know the toughest guys on the planet. I know ex-military, I know all these, these guys. I know guys that have climbed Everest. I know men we've gone to the, we've gone to Mars, we've gone to the Moon, we've, we've, <laughs> we've done all the cool, hard, adventurous shit on the outside. Yeah And now it's time to turn our attention into the greatest adventure of our lives which is exploring our inner worlds. Yeah. Can you speak to, for guys who just listened to that and went, what the fuck is he talking about? Mm. Do you mind shedding a little bit of light on perhaps your own inner journey and the inner journey, the potential that you see right now, especially right now for men. Yeah. I
2: literally did a post on this yesterday and literally had a conversation with uh, a brother of mine the day before, who's a fucking solid man and he's ex-military and, uh, you know, he's done several tours and, you know, been through some pretty traumatic events in his life, not just in the military, but um, in his life as a, as a, as a child, as a young boy, as as a teenager as well. And because of those experiences, he went out and he, he has accomplished a great deal in the external world and he has fought some very fucking intense battles and he has overcome massive challenges. This guy's a New York Times bestseller, ex-military, build millions of dollars of business. I mean, this, you, know, you name it. You pick, so he picks something, looks at it and goes, yeah, I'll do that, does it. Like, he's, he's literally a beast.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I said to him, with all of that, everything you've done, you know, the wars that you've been in, the hardest most challenging battle is the one within yourself. Yeah. The one that you don't want to face, which he does. He meets it. He meets mm-hmm. it. He's, he's, he's solid. He meets it. Mm-hmm. And that's for all of us, not just, not just men, particularly men, because, you know, historically and evolutionarily, we've been responsible for securing the perimeter of the environment that we've been in. We've been responsible for large physical protection, you know, hunting and, and gathering, collecting and being being that, that provider and protector traditionally, especially through through the last a couple of million years of humanoid activity, you know, and so from what we understand anyway, and, that's, and there are various reasons for that, biological, physiological and then sociocultural over time. And so we're very accustomed to exploring new lands, exploring, okay, how can we keep extending the perimeter, make it safer and safer and going into the unknown in that way? Mm-hmm. and it wasn't probably until more recent times you know maybe we and maybe we can say maybe the last hundred thousand years maybe a little longer but you know a, bl- a blip sort of compared to our existence as, as humanoids two three million years per se for, again from what we know that we've started contemplating spirituality and something outside of the material the immaterial the intangible so to speak um and connecting to the cosmos in that way and that that, that battle within that reconciling the past, reconciling pain, reconciling fear, whatever that fear may be, whether it be a primal biological evolutionary fear of being left alone in the dark and not having a tribe with you, that very neurological fear or or being on stage and speaking to a thousand people and saying the wrong thing and then booing you or wanting to express your truth right. in the relationship like hey I, I really i'm scared about our financial position or hey i want to bring another person sexually into our relationship and fearful of fearful of being judged or whatever whatever the thing maybe oh hey i want to have children i know you don't but i really want to have children now mm-hmm. whatever that conversation is and the fears that we have around that and the fears in those moments that are amplified by old unresolved unconscious shit that freud really brought a lot of illumination too but it was it was illuminated well before that when we look at the you know the 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 canons of stoicism and, and ancient greece and even some of the wisdom from ancient egypt and the psychology and understanding the, it was more understanding the spirit as opposed to the psyche but it was it was almost one in the same so to speak right when we start to really look at that but these very deep fears that we have that are unresolved untapped unconscious that, are, that amplify the present moment, that come into the present moment without us knowing and that then inform how we behave. And in more modern times, it's the complex of culture that we have now moved into the last 300 years, 400 years, really highlights a lot of unfit parenting and, mm-hmm. and unhealthy parenting and models of parenting in the Western world. And the this this force to be away from our children and the children suffering for that and the trauma that comes from that and then we take that trauma into our adult selves and during our developmental years and all the i'm trying to fast track a lot here by the way so i hope i make sense um, and then how that informs our adult selves and then it just compounds and compounds and compounds because we we do what we're familiar with and so we just keep being more familiar and so we keep attracting the same situations until we resolve them, until we heal them, until the psyche heals them and the psyche suppresses them to keep safe at the time. And my theory is that, you know, when we when we suppress psychological, emotional stuff, we often have physical things like a sore, chronic sore back or chronic yeah. sore elbow, psychosomatic symptoms, mind-body stuff,
3: mm-hmm. you
2: know, consistently ill, cancer, whatever it may be. And I think the, the we need a release valve right and you know that the balloon can't go too big without popping so it needs to be some air let out and so how we let air out sometimes is through physical symptoms because i think the brain almost knows that the physicality is finite so there's an end point to pain there's an end point to feeling right it's so a start and a finish whereas in the in the realm of the psyche and the emotional self and the quote-unquote spiritual self we're almost unlimited and almost infinite And so, to feel psychological pain, such as rejection as a child, too much, when the brain almost thinks, well, what if we feel it and it never stops? Let's fucking suppress that and numb it, and we'll figure out how to do that, and we'll be safer. Mm. And that's some of the unconscious, maybe, dialogue that's happening because we are very complex. And whatever anyone claims to know, and don't even think, don't even believe me. (laughs) Whatever anyone claims to know verbatim or without fucking doubt, and objectively and ab- in absolute terms, be very weary of that. There's so little that we know about who we are. And to me, all this stuff makes sense. And maybe parts of me want it to make sense. I don't know, but it makes sense to me. And I get it at a visceral level, at a feeling level, at an intellectual level, I get it. And, and I, it resonates. And so I delve deeper into that. And I find when I do delve deeper into that, I pull stuff out mm. and I can shift and transform because of that. In, in a healthier way that adds value to my life. I think, oh, okay, well, that's cool. Maybe I'll go, I'll stay on this path until it doesn't work anymore.
0: Yeah, beautiful, 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 beautiful. I think now more than ever, the, the opening for men is, what it's just so wide. I read a, a post on, I, don't, I have no idea who it was, in the last week, and it was the first time in years, years, I have heard, men, we need you. I have heard for 30 some odd years, maybe 44 years, men, we don't need you anymore. And I get it. You don't need our paychecks. You don't need us to stand at the doorway with a spear. But this was men in the midst of all this chaos. This is how I interpreted it. We need grounded masculine essence now more than fucking ever. Mm. You said it in the beginning. This thing is chaotic.
2: We need structure and
0: ground. It is, sure. There is so much chaos in the world. There has been so much rapid change in, in six days. Yeah. That, every hour. Every hour. It's like, what's going to come next? What's going to come next? And I feel like this is the opportunity for men to look inward and say, I have an opportunity to not only not add to that chaos, mm. but to ground it. And if I can do that within myself, then I can do that within my family. Then I can do it within my community. Then we will all have this collective shift, and the world, can, or at least the country, can take a breath because we're not seeing that from above and from the leadership at all, uh, mm. especially not in this country. If I can shift one more time, mm. uh, because a lot of people are staying home. And uh, yesterday I had an interview with Jamie Thompson. If you know her, she's at Holistic Sex Coach at uh, on Instagram. She's a good friend of mine. I love we were, her She's an amazing, amazing woman. And we were talking about the fact that I want to see the numbers in 30 days at a Pornhub because I think they're going to be like, <laughs> and all, I think Pornhub is actually giving out free premium memberships. Is the That's word. What I heard. So a lot of people are finding ways, let's just say in quotes, ways to distract themselves in this situation. And I would say for men, we don't usually do well at home by ourselves. That's when we're drinking, smoking, doing whatever else we're going to be doing. With your unique knowledge of human sexuality, how do you recommend, you can say both men and women, but perhaps start with men, use this opportunity to tap into something in their sexuality that's going to leave them more empowered, more grounded, more in integrity. Then how do they do that rather than just jerk off for the next 30 days and then come out a little bit more numb and dehydrated?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely dehydrated um, and definitely more entrenched in a habit that doesn't really serve them. So a couple of things that are really important here. Firstly, we have to have an awareness and want to make a choice around, you know, we want to make a choice around not engaging in, in those negative, those negative patterns of behaviour, right? That's the first part. So if we can make a choice around that, it's going to be super, super helpful in opening up to a new way of being yeah the second thing is is really understanding and taking advantage of for those because my heart goes to those for me i fucking like if i was with christine or wasn't so if, if i was in a marriage if i was if i was single right now and i was in this I, I'd, I'd be in heaven so i was just I, I, I just get stuck into my routines right mm-hmm. and this is part of the thing that can be really helpful mm-hmm. and i'm very grateful that i have some kettlebells some heavy kettlebells here pull yeah. up bar. i get to do some yeah. basic things it's yeah. maybe not everything that i want to do but more than enough so let me let me go to routines right but we live in a very connected world mm. right now we're connecting i think there's 27 there's 30 nearly 30 people right here we're having a collective discussion in in some way shape or form which is beautiful we're connected by the the internet of things and the internet right the World Wide web and so we have access to education mm. and so if you know it's easy to figure out if you have an addiction or a compulsion when it comes to pornography or well, i did Mm-hmm. or masturbation, and it's really simple. If you're bored and you're masturbating consistently, it's a good, good chance you have a, some, a compulsion or an unhealthy relationship. We don't even have to call it addictions or compulsions. Let's just look at unhealthy, healthy relationships.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: If you're tense or feeling fear or anxiety and you go to masturbation or pornography, mm, another indication, you probably have an unhealthy relationship with it, right? Yeah. If your go-to routine is to get to sleep, you have to masturbate man or woman, relevant, then mm. you probably know you have some reliance on it.
3: Right? Mm.
2: And it goes on and on. It's not too, it's, the difficult part is not figuring that out. It's taking ownership of it. Yeah. That's the difficult part because it's, it's, it's shame because shame comes up because, again, we live in a re- very repressed, paradoxically not repressed society around sexuality, right? <laughs> it's, it's like we, we can't have healthy conversations about it, yet we can put pretty much naked people up on billboards yeah. selling, I don't know, accounting software, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Like, you know, yeah. seriously, it's fucking ridiculous. But that, that, that's, the, that's the, the, the oxymoron that we live in. That's, we, we live in a world of hypocrisy. Nothing wrong with that. The thing is, we live in a hypocrisy. A side note: Hypocrisy is great when you're actively, deliberately making a transition and transformation in your life. Saying i.e., going from an older old version of self or parts mm-hmm. of self into a new expression of self, you're going to cross the threshold of hypocrisy. But we tend to live in quite a yeah. hypocritical. Sorry, I'm yeah, thinking yeah. of um uh, the Greek philosopher. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm confused there for a moment. Hypocrisy, um, which which probably comes it comes from his his name. So. Being responsible is really important. So, and taking ownership of that, then you can go to the internet and and you can look into coaches working with coaches, taking this time to work one on one with someone, doing a group course on, you know, the the, the breaking the patterns of uh, masturbation, unhealthy reliance on pornography, and so forth. There's so many, you know, you can do virtual se- sex addict anonymous (SAA) meeting, whatever it may be. Right, there's so many opportunities out there. There's different community like no fapping communities and no master. And no pornography communities that support you. So you have, again, we're relational beings. We need social support, right? Men and women. Men need men. Yeah, women sure. need sisters and we need each other as well. Yeah. And so there's those communities that can help you. Now, in addition to that, choose some, estab- establish some routines. Mm. Get into some healthy routines. What does that look like? That could look like a, a breathing practice and a stillness practice in the morning. Maybe a journaling or reflective practice. Maybe, a, a um, you know, meditation and a movement practice in the morning. Then maybe reflect, like write down, journal to this is how I moved today. I felt good. These are the amount of reps I did. Mm. In times of tensile situations where we feel restricted, having clear goals and objectives that are healthy, that are aligned with greater sense of health are really empowering for us. Mm. They keep us focused. They keep, us, they keep the monkey mind drifting into panic and into the uncertain future projection and future worry. Right. And then when we reflect on those experiences, we feel a sense of accomplishment and empowerment. That's really healthy too. So these are some of the things that you can do. And every time you, go, you want to go towards masturbation because you're sort of biting your nails, you're getting edgy, and you think, oh, I could just watch pornography and release and feel good. Yeah. What's a healthy practice you can do instead? Or even if, if you're feeling, you know, 12 steps or something, phone a friend, right. have, a, have an arrangement with someone that you call and you say, look, man, I'm about to watch pornography and masturbate, talk me off the ledge, seriously. Mm-hmm. But you, have to have, you have to be able to have a very, very healthy, connected, intimate relationship with someone to be able to do that. Not everyone has that. I can understand that, particularly men. Right. And so maybe those communities are, are going to be of greater help and service to you. But there, there are some of the things that we can do. When we're trying, because you can use this time to actually break some
0: fucking serious yeah. negative or unhealthy patterns. Right. For sure. I think there's no better time now mm. because literally you have the mirror of you being held up in your face all day long. Yeah. If you are single and home by yourself, just as the relationships have the mirror uh, of themselves being held up to them with people yeah. who are, are home alone as well.
2: Yeah. i reminded myself, Trevor you know, because I, I used to rely on pornography quite a bit like to get to sleep to when I was studying or when I was bored. Yeah. And I noticed these patterns. I had to take, I had to take a steed of these patterns. And when I would go to do that, I would ask myself, is that really what I need right now? Where's it coming from? And I'd have those intimate conversations with myself. So part of this is doing that inner child work, that inner work, letting mm-hmm. yourself know that you're safe because unhealthy habits, they're a distraction from feeling very true feeling. Mm-hmm. And that need to be resolved within us mm-hmm. generally. And so the opportunity is to go into them knowing that you're safe, but having support can really help that.
0: For sure. I think these are these are challenges that are best worked out with a third party. Whether that third party is a professional, a coach, a group of guys, yeah. one guy that you said. It's it's yeah. it's like it's why we have workout partners. Yeah. We're like, oh, I'm a genius at talking myself out of doing things I don't yeah. want to do. Yeah. Yeah. When my buddy's like, I don't give a shit. Be there at 6 a.m. We're going. Yeah. and Also, I don't want to let him down. Uh, it's a lot easier. Yeah. Beautiful. I really appreciate that because I think this I I'm, was fascinated by how much I saw on social media of uh, mostly female coaches yeah. saying to women, I know these things are going to come up in your life during this lockdown, be it issues with food, issues with weight, issues with anxiety, issues with X, Y, and Z. And I didn't see a lot of male coaches talking about it or people promoting it to men, but I thought, huh, how many guys are going to be struggling with alcohol, with drugs, with pornography, with sex, with whatever their strongest addictions were, which are, and, and why, aren't we, why aren't we saying this? Yeah, They're like, hey, you're, you're now in a pressure cooker. You know. The thing that you used to be okay last week, you're gonna to wanna to use twice as much now. Oh yeah. Because last week there was just this general like human sense that perhaps things are hard. Now there's an actual, you said, invisible force that's that's ripping through the through the world. So yeah, super and, helpful. I hope yeah. that I hope you guys listen to that and guys listening to this do take that into heart. Steph, here's the, the most loaded question I ask every single guest on here, and I want you to make it personal and selfish. Mm. If people listening to this could help you, you the man with one thing, think, what would it be? And please don't say something like, just be kinder. Like, how, how do we, <laughs> like, no, 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 I know, that's a great one. Uh, I remember Leela Dilla asked people to stop using single use plastics We've had people be like, donate 15 bucks to the animal shelter. But specifically, this recording only goes out to elite humans. So uh, how can we help you specifically?
2: Help me in my, in my, in my Any, mission, purpose, in my presence. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like what can we do for you as a thank you for coming on here? Well, oh, It's a, it's a yeah, massively loaded question. It's a great question. So <laughs> I, w-
2: I, would love, I would love for all of you listening to, and I can give you this link, this is a free course that I created. Um, literally a few days ago on fear and un- dealing with fear and uncertainty, it's a seven-part video series. Amazing. All videos are five to 10 minutes. I'd love for you to go through that and implement that in your world because that, the less panicked people there are and share that, like spread that, it's completely free. There's no, I'm not fucking selling you anything at the end of it either. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I'm just not doing that. It's just, I just, the more people are less panicked and, the, and i not fucking sincerely mean this, and the less people are coming from fear and the more we're all doing our part, the quicker we're going to return to some level of familiarity and from that place we can, you know, plug those holes, hopefully. But at some level of normalcy where we can, you know, have that that freedom that's been, I'm gonna say taken from us, but that is is missing that we've been accustomed to, you know? Mm. Yeah. Do you, where be, can people be find that? I can I can put the link right here right now in the chat, which I can just give it to you and then you can you Yes, can if you it. could yeah. say
0: it out loud, if it's easy, just so people listening on a podcast.
2: I wouldn't even know. Oh yeah, let me read it out. I'll, I'll actually read it out and they can write it down
0: potentially. If and if and I'll have you guys well. listening. I'll have it in the show notes too. And, and this was something you created simply as a reaction to. Yes. Um, awesome. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, cosmic with a K. So K-O-S-M-I-C dash consciousness dot, ck dot page forward slash fear dash anxiety so no sort of mouthful per se but it's a long one it's just it, it's i i literally haven't it's clean it's tidied up but i just shot the content i wanted to get it out there my dear friend put it together very quickly for me because i'm not a
0: super tech expert didn't okay. even change the url just kept it you know pretty pretty simple Amazing. And wh- where, where can people get more of you? Where are you hanging out? Where are you speaking? Where are you putting out your content? Where do people who want more stuff? where do, where do they go? Yeah. You can go
2: to my website, stephanosefandos.com or any of my social media handles at stephanosefandos. Would you mind spelling that for everybody? Absolutely. S T E F A N O S S I F A N D O S. If you even just put my first or last name, there's not many. There's no, there's not many people <laughs> that I don't even know who. Yeah, it's a quite a unique name in terms of not many people. It's not, it's not Smith or White per se. Beautiful. You know, like or yeah.
0: Thank it. you so much for coming on. I, I really mean it. I, I know how valuable your time is, and and how much work you're doing in the world. And let me just say, first personally, how grateful I am to know that you're in my corner and how much I value our friendship My and gosh. how much hope it gives me in humanity that there are men that I know like you who have taken what's been given to them, alchemized it, and now are putting it out in the world in the way that you are. Uh, I truly, truly honor you for that. So thank you for coming and thank you for being you. Thank you, brother. So much love to you and to your community as well.
2: I, I deeply appreciate you, man. I, I... We're and that we were physically closer, and that
0: will, that will happen, I'm sure. <laughs> We'd swing some bells. Yeah. Right, you guys, anybody interested in getting a hold of my book of Man Uncivilized, sure. go to www.manuncivilized.com forward slash the book. And if any of you guys are looking for community and need to have a strong group of brothers, I have a membership group called The Uncivilized Nation, and it's manuncivilized.com. Forward slash the nation. A bunch of these guys watching tonight are in it. And if you could do me a favor after listening to this, go to iTunes, give us a five star rating. It's the the literally the best podcast in the galaxy. The only one having received a Nobel Peace Prize (laughs) (laughs) or some shit. And go to (laughs) nutrition. And thank you guys all just for showing up tonight and showing up and continuing to show up both men and women. Uh, we are in some, time, some tough times as, as a country, but I have pure faith that we're going to get through this. Mm. And at the end of it, we'll be getting through it together. Cheers, you guys. Have a great rest of your evening. Thank you, Steph. Love you, brother. Thanks, Love you too. This is Traver Bohm signing off on another episode of the Uncivilized Podcast. If you enjoyed this, please give us a share. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. And if you're interested in getting a hold of my book, Man Uncivilized, whether you're a man or a woman, please go to www.manuncivilized.com forward slash the book and get reading.